Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started All right, TJ, what's good, baby? What's up? Reporting live from La Jolla, California. I love when Mr. California gets to travel and explore his base. Bro, I'm, I'm splashing out in my own backyard. Who, <laughs> who would have thunk it? I would have. Um, California has so much to offer, Jason. You know. Yeah, we... Um, my life, my LP and I were supposed to <laughs> do not ever do that again. You're you're grounded for vi- that one. Continue. Visit the the wild forests of Big Sur, California, um, and then you know we it caught on fire. So no 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 none of that. We booked a little last minute hotels tonight type shit. <laughs> and I gotta say, I'm I'm I think we are liking it more than we would Ooh. in Big Sur. Big Sur is one of the most overrated places in the world. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful, but there's nothing to. I, I guess I just don't like the woods enough. There's just nothing to do. You are not a man of the woods. Uh, unlike our king JT, I'm not a man of the woods. But um, I'm glad that you guys were able to get away. Um, yeah, I think you know. I think you would really love the vibes here. It's it's got everything that you want and nothing that you don't. Um, I if it has a pool and some sunshine and some healthy farm to table meals, that's it's really I'm pretty low maintenance, TJ. There isn't a ton of farm to table meals going on, but everything else is good. the The hotel that I'm staying at is is outfitted with Laird Superfood turmeric, um, a dispenser. Wow! So, you know, like, like you just like shoot the turmeric in your cup like it's creamer at DD. Exactly. Like when you go to Seven Eleven and then they have like the Irish cream <laughs> on the pump that you can you can Damn. dip in. They have that. You, it's not self serve. You know we're in COVID now, but Laird is really Laird is really out here getting a motherfucking bag. We need to get Laird Superfoods involved in this podcast somehow. I feel like I'm not. I feel like we could make that happen. Probably. I don't know if he's gonna love our vibe, but I it's it is possible, and I would like to explore that more. I could probably I, I might be able to get Laird as a guest. Shit, that'd be amazing. You know who he's you know who he's married to, right? Yeah, Gab, Gabby, Gabby Reese. Gabby the, Reese, the, the famous women's volleyball player. I just love when two legends connect. Famous women's volleyball player, and then didn't she like? Wasn't she a model or something as well? Kind of. I mean, yeah, she's very hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very like MTV Sports, like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, she was. She she had a Daisy Fuentes vibe to me. 
We love Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> Simpler time with Fuentes. Yeah, I, Fuentes. Think, I think San Diego, I mean, it really is not the best, but if you go to the right area, I mean, it's very similar to LA in that the the areas that give it a bad reputation are are definitely there and you just have to find the right pocket of of chill rich people and you're good i'm glad you found that jason i'm sure carolyn's very happy fuck yeah man um, um yeah otherwise what what's going on in in la tell me <laughs> well me la scene report bro. <laughs> reporting live from the gutter um not much bro i mean it's the same old on this side i had to return those nike four percent running shoes because it was causing me so much pain Damn. um yeah uh i went to large mott yesterday with friends of the show jeff hendrickson and eric elms for a little lincoln build mm-hmm. um <laughs> And in a sad, sad thing that happened, they both enjoyed delicious-looking sandwiches from Larchmont Wine and Cheese mm-hmm. while I had a uh, chia seed pudding from Creation, <laughs> 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 which <laughs> they loved uh, to to, and I deserved every everything I got for that. But um, I, I still was, haven't set foot in a Creation yet. But in down in San, San Diego, please believe there are many locations from Creation of, aesthetically. Of creation and of Nectar. Creation and Nectar are both <laughs> cancer aesthetically, but the offering is pretty good if you're healthy and in a pinch. It's no juice press by by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination, uh, but it, it serves a purpose in a pinch. In a pinch. On Larchmont, where there's not many healthy options, you know what I mean? Um, at the airport or on Larchmont, it is what you got. Exactly, it's it's one step below Earth Bar. Um, and but the, I, over on Larchmont, isn't there the um, Cafe Gratitude? Remember when everyone was all Gratitude Hive, and now I like, order, nobody discusses Cafe Gratitude. I order ca- I order Cafe Gratitude Uber Eats twice a week, probably. Damn, like Postmates delivery to the crib. Yeah, to to the telly, baby. I love it. I love I love Cafe Gratitude. I mean, the vibe is is sinister when you're inside. I mean, it's like it's torched AF. I've always loved the vibe, but the food is good. It's like I mean, I'm not going crazy there, but there's like a a bowl that's like kale and black beans and temp. You know, it's like simple and good. Ooh, that um, sounds so good right now. It sounds sure good, um, but. Uh, Yes, but that's not on Larchmont, Larchmont. It's like a couple blocks off the off the block. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I need to be in the mix. Because, see, the thing about Larchmont, the reason it's it's extra attractive to me is is Go Get Him Tiger, which I don't really like that much. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- there are benches across the street. So you can actually sit and enjoy a coffee outside with friends, colleagues, or relatives mm-hmm. in a socially distanced environment. Um, whereas beloved Maru on Hillhurst, mm-hmm. no seating, so, not even a so semblance of Tiger seating. helps support your super spreader energy. Yes, they're a sponsor of my super spreader campaign. I mean, um, speaking of that, down in San Diego, that there's, there is no, there are no rules. Are people not wearing masks in San Diego? Definitely not wearing masks. Well, it depends on the area that you're in. Like the area that I'm in is like is is cuck rich people um and alicia keys but if you go down to pacific beach which is really like the huntington beach of of san diego it's like i mean it's it's as it's as bad as it can get like the the video of the guy ripping his mask off because he was so pissed that he had to wear it (laughs) that that's san diego it's just a bunch of people like that except they don't have shoes on 
I mean, arguably cooler. I, I don't know. I think going shoeless lets people know how you feel whether you have a mask on or not. The amount know? of shoeless people walking around on the asphalt the sidewalk cali vibes bro it's i know it's cali vibes and i've grown up with it my whole life but (laughs) in san diego it is a full it's a it's a quadruple shot of of shoeless bros walking barefoot black black heels onto the onto the asphalt onto the dirt onto the sidewalk and the gutters like it's fucking wild well i mean and this used to be a thing that happened all the time, like back in the 70s, 60s, or whatever. It was shoes. very normal. Yeah, shoes are for losers. I, I actually, you know, when I was in Malibu a couple weeks ago, well, I was on the PCH um, nice. Nice. after going to Erewhon Palisades. I did see a group of regular-ass chicks, like project manager types, like walking. Damn, every, 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 every <laughs> person that is a project manager that listens to this show is right now is like... <laughs> they know uh, project management like walking right. walking on the sidewalk barefoot in bikinis no no cover up no t-shirt and i'm just mm-hmm. like you need to respect yourself a little more this is crazy mm-hmm. i mean I, i'm obviously the palisades keep the sidewalks clean but still you never know you never know right well today actually hunter my trainer I, we started at 7 a.m today which is really tough even yeah, though i'm an early good. riser mm-hmm. but he was having me do some barefoot foot exercises to strengthen my ankles and i had to take my shoes off in a public park luckily we have a mat mm-hmm. but i'm I, i'm this is hitting close to home for me right now yeah i think doing doing a lot of exercises barefoot really increases that all those stability muscles that you're using to hold yourself up where the four percent shoes would do that job for you i fuck the four percent we're still we're still check over stripe but i had to send those things back and then i texted my friend the 4%, Tom Bailey. that's the hot that's the habanero salsa you you thought you could handle the heat but you I could not handle send it back I, I texted my friend tom last night the the proprietor you know co-owner of district vision known distance runner and i was like mm. bro i got the four percent they really hurt my legs is it is it am i just a pussy wait is that, said, did you just do a haiku no, but it sounds like it. And then he said, yes, you were a pussy. And then we just <laughs> continued talking and we did not discuss the shoes anymore. So I, so I guess. No further I guess, questions, Your Honor. The, yes, it was a very no further questions, Your Honor moment. So I guess I am I am a pussy, but I'm okay with that because I can't risk injury. Uh, so, But just when, to when this known distance runner confirmed that you are, in fact, a pussy, you couldn't have been that surprised to hear his answer. Not surprised at all. In fact, it was more of a confirmation right, than a right, question right. answered. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. how I would look at it. You, you, you would have to stop for a second if he said no. Exactly. That would be more troubling, concerning, and the question arising, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we do have a guest today, TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, Lane, Lane Floorsheim. Lane Florsheim is her name. She is a writer at the Wall Street Journal, and she is is manning up a series uh, about Monday morning routines that I quite like. Um, yeah, people because people be loving routines, don't they? Well, because I think it's 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 really a window Nine into people. how cr- <laughs> crazy crazy people are. Uh, so or crazy productive f- people, Chris. But I think they're lying, and that's what I want to ask her about. But uh, people, she, people, she just did a great story uh, profiling Patty Smith. It was one of the Monday things, though. One it, of the it's Monday actually, things, it's, but, you it's know, just it's, that deep. Some sometimes the Monday thing is doing a little story on on somebody regs, 
And then somebody, you know, it's a Patty Smith where it gets a lot of buzz, especially in your circles of the New York uh, literary elite. Well, Patty Smith also, I mean, now just kids is like made fun of, which I yeah. also want to ask Lane about. But yeah, so, you know, people like Patty Smith, um, L. Fanning, uh, Brunello Cuccinelli, uh, mm. OBJ. So I think it's just an interesting, it goes Pamela kind of Anderson. all across. Pamela Anderson. She also wrote a cool story about the new, the, the startup revolution of the, the uh, window AC unit. Which, as a New Yorker, is something that has needed disruption more than maybe any other industry I can think of. Yeah, and I was, I was, I really thought that. Like, damn, really, nobody has made a a truly a window unit that does not look terrible in the history of. Yeah, I also am curious to ask her. Uh, if she has a login for WallStreetJournal.com <laughs> that I could borrow real quick, just to hold. We should. I'm I'll, in between. I'll, you know. Uh, I'm in between Stimmy checks, baby. Let me get solutions right now. Let me get a little. Let me get. Let me hold that login just just for the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. All right. Let's give her a call. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping you guys are chit-chatting you guys are talking about your personal interests next thing you know it's time to actually do the work so it feels good building those uh mental health relationships with people you actually like and on better help there are so many different therapists to choose from i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy give better help a try it's entirely online Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's neutrafol.com promo code how long. Where the fuck are you? Are you a woman of the woods right now? <laughs> right now I am. Yeah. I'm um I'm in the Mount Hood area in Oregon right now. 
are you reconnecting with your roots or just exploring this beautiful country? You know, it's funny. Um, also, wait, sorry. Is this being recorded? Are we yeah, starting? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm new to this. I've never potted before. Um, wait, this is your first pod? It's my first pod. This is the best entree to the genre. Let me just say that. <laughs> Without, with, with, with no ego, I'm just saying it's... Right. Best. Objectively speaking. You know how Chris um, operates with no ego? That's kind of my thing. Just really <laughs> egoless, kind of like, you know, all people are equal, you know. Uh, right. Anyway, so what's going on in the woods? Right. So, um, like back in May, my, one of my good friends and I planned this trip, um, for August when we thought that like surely the pandemic would be a bit more contained. Um, and it's been, you know, a bit of the opposite, but what we've been doing is we drove out West from Chicago, Milwaukee, um, and we've been doing Airbnbs and working remotely during the week and then camping in the national parks on the weekends. So it's been. <laughs> wow. We, we have a real adventure bay on our hands here. Um, I didn't know I riders made that much money, first of all, because that sounds pretty nice. I mean, listen, Airbnbs <laughs> out west, you know, in the areas that we're staying in, which are pretty in the middle of nowhere, pretty mm-hmm. reasonably priced. Um, are, and we then, talking, you know, are we talking sub one hundo a night? Um, per person, yeah. Okay, okay. How yeah. many people are in your quarantine group, your super spreader pod? <laughs> it's just me and one other friend right now. Okay, so it's a small group. So everyone, everyone else has perished is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Much like the Oregon yes, Trail. So yes. you are on the Oregon Rest Trail. Peace, essentially. Yeah, COVID is dysentery. Yeah, dysentery, novel That's virus so has been taken. My ox uh, fucking got COVID. Sorry. That, that, sounds, that sounds pretty fun. But like what... Are you able to like concentrate and get your work done, or is it like is the outside calling you when you look out the window? Chris, is is that your audio of an ambulance? Very loud. It's, it's my audio of an ambulance. Damn, I thought um, you was in the woods. Yeah, you know this Airbnb is like actually just off a highway, so okay. you get you know those beautiful nature sounds. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I, I've been able to concentrate. Just fine. We had one Airbnb where the Wi-Fi was not as good, so that was a little bit frustrating for Zooms and whatnot. But I don't know. Deadlines are deadlines. And damn, spoken like a true fucking pro. Deadlines are deadlines. Put it on my <laughs> gravestone, baby. Much, uh, much like getting a fire started for supper, it's just got to get done. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys? Yeah. Are you using? Are you using like a magnifying glass to start fires and stuff? Or like, how <laughs> rustic are we going? Walk us through your level of survivalist skill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the camping on the weekends has like certainly been adjust- an adjustment for two women who have been living in New York for seven, eight years at this mm-hmm. point. Um, well, hold we- on. Did you, did you grow up camping? Are you like an outdoors person? Well, so something that I've been thinking about is, um, <laughs> can you have <laughs> imposter syndrome if you're actually an imposter? Because I led, um, camping trips for pre-orientation in college for freshmen and i was like pretty i was i was certainly not qualified to do that um Mm -hmm. but i do so i do have some background in this um and we've kind of upgraded our setup from what i experienced in college which was really bare bones um my number one tip to any city dweller who (laughs) is thinking about no 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 no, this is the only city dwellers i hope yeah if you're ever thinking about getting into camping my number one recommendation is the camping cot it's um 
$50. It's like the best $50 I've ever spent. And it's Damn, just- is this the strategist right now? <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on. Why are you stealing my swag? So you're saying that this it prevents you from sleeping on the ground. Exactly, exactly. It's like the bed version of a camping chair. And now- it's good for selfies as well. Is that true? <laughs> I, I haven't experimented with that yet. If you want to post some chillax content. Yeah, yeah. If you want to show people how cool and chill the woods are. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I feel like people can spend quite a lot of money on cool camping gear so did you splash out on any snow peak titanium mugs or anything or are you keeping it pretty <laughs> rei pretty rei we actually uh um, I, li- I like that in this scenario rei is for poor people no i don't, I don't mean that. i just you know there's levels to everything guys mm, that's true no, um, we, we were, we were kind of, we were doing our research and we were thinking about investing in a tent. And then I found one in my parents' basement, um, that is like two decades old. It was purchased for my brother's, um, sixth birthday and he's now 27. Um, and it's like this huge. You got a SpongeBob tent? <laughs> no, it's, it's this huge LL bean, uh, Ooh. kind of messy smelling. It's, um, it's like a six-person tent, and it's really, really tall, um, which is good for the cots. So, I feel like you've got this. You, honestly, the way you're talking about this with such casual confidence, I think I would let you lead me into the woods. Honestly, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think you've, I think you've regained. You, you you could gain the trust of college students in 2020 the way you did the way you captured their imaginations previously. I think I could be a wilderness leader for city dwellers. <laughs> that I mean. <laughs> I think that's a low bar, but I I agree with you. I I'm, not, I'm not aiming high. I, I feel good about it. I mean, we have we have a rug that we put in the tent. We have twinkly lights. Like wow, that <laughs> I think we're talking Jason twinkly I lights. I think we're talking about Jason's favorite thing, which is glamping. I think you just with the lights. Yeah, and the, and the, and yeah. The I know somebody who made the best twinkly lights of all. His name's Jesus Christ. Well, why don't you look up into the sky when you're camping and see the greatest light show ever created by man? That's right. The Big yeah. Dipper was no mistake. Um, <laughs> that is. And it also, Lane, it is Virgo season, as you know, right? Oh, I know. Has Virgo season hit the woods of Oregon yet, or is it kind of a slow rollout? No, I'm, I'm feeling it. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. It's not just because you're on the phone getting getting unfortunate amounts of conversation from two Virgo kings. but I, No, I mean, it's an honor. When are the big days? <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, have you guys, but have you stopped in cities too? Like are the Airbnbs in cities usually and then you go to the woods for the weekend? You know, they're outside of cities for the most part. We stopped in Portland on our way here. Um, I'm trying to, to join think. the resistance or just check it out and have like a vegan bowl? Uh, yeah, literally the latter. Two we got like pickup huh? from a Thai place. Um, it was delicious, but it, it's such cute houses in Portland. Um, mm, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I can I can report and confirm that. <laughs> oh, geez, I, I the ones that aren't on fire look. Pretty I actually cute. have. I've never been to Portland. Do you think I would like it as a person? Fuck who- no. I, I mean, Chris, I don't know you well enough to like start recommending cities. Actually, Lane, to you. I, that is that, that makes me wonder what what do you know about Chris Black? How much do you know about him? How well versed are you on the Book of Black? Uh, I mean, where where do I begin? <laughs> you know, if I were to give, if you know, if, you, if if I were to give you a, a test, a pop quiz, hot shot on Chris Black, where do you think? What we, what would you get? B minus, C plus? Um, should we try? 
I can't think of anything right now. You're, you're, not, you're not ready to administer <laughs> this <laughs> test. I will. Uh, yeah, I can't just pop it out of my ass like that. I need time. Well, we were ta- we were discussing your um, career uh, in our little intro. And I'm a big fan of the. I mean, part of the reason we ask you to be on the show is because I'm a big fan of the Monday morning. Oh, thank uh, you so much. Series that you do because I think that we are obsessed as a culture with like routines and like efficiency and all of this this stuff that we hear from these CEOs and, and right. you know, people of in power, people that we look to. Um, well, Chris, I do think that our first interaction on Twitter was that I had tweeted the interview that I did with Jeffrey Katzenberg. And you quote tweeted it and said something about how much you hate articles that glorify CEOs who wake up at two or three a.m. etc. <laughs> and then, Lying. and then Lying. the rest of the day, yes. I just had um, men yelling at me in my mentions, and I was like, I don't know if you're angry at me or if you're just angry. Or I, no. Lane, I, Lane, we're gonna get along just fine, sweetie. I can tell already. As, as a member, look, as a member of of you know Hollywood, uh, we we don't. Love- <laughs> We don't love Katzenberg. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit – it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with Jeffrey and his boat. We do, right. not, we do not stand Jeff Big Cat Katzenberg on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. we None of my homies fuck with Quibi as you can probably imagine. So mm. I – but I don't think – do you think when people like that really say they get up at 3 a.m. and do all that shit, do you believe them? Are they that psycho or do you think they're embellishing a little bit for their, for their own mystique? I think in the case of Jeffrey Katzenberg, like, I absolutely believe him. I mean, he was having three breakfast meetings a morning before the pandemic hit. So, God, that is yeah. cool. I'm having three breakfast burritos. <laughs> Does that, like, when you hear something like that, though, see, I think it affects people in different ways, right? I think some right. people are like, fuck that, who cares? And other people are like, why can't I do that? Why can't I be that? You know, why can't I be that on top of my shit? I think I fall somewhere in the middle. So, where do you fall? Well, I absolutely don't aspire to wake up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I like I aspire to hit doze or snooze to, in order to doze like less doze. than nine times in a morning. You hit the snooze button so you can doze. Right, right, right. Sorry. I was like, doze. Like, do you have a Samsung phone? I don't know if they have a doze feature. Is, is it, mm, if it's different on that. I see. It's Android, Android's different. No, but I misspoke. I, Jason and I both get up early, um, and we even we sometimes Jason and I communicate about this this podcast at 6 a.m. Yeah. Well, tell me about your Monday morning. Well, um, <laughs> see, that's what, that's the other yes. thing. Why Monday? She's fallen all, into your trap, Chris. <laughs> no, all mornings are the same. No, unless this is in print, we don't care. Our, all, <laughs> all mornings are the same to me because I think mm. because I work for myself, it, it kind of runs together in a way where right. like, I, I don't really have anywhere to go, but. And, and, and your sobriety probably plays into that because there's no like, oh, well, I was hung over yesterday. So this changed my life drastically. You know, your, your groundhog's day in, in sober life. I'm very much a, a proponent of all days are the same, um, mm. whether 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 I'm right or wrong. As but well I get, as no days off. No days off also. Yeah, I mean, I, I the main part of any routine is, is exercise, I would say, um, <laughs> and, and coffee. I don't know what else goes into a routine, really. Jason, that's your routine? Well, I mean, yeah, exercise and coffee, but also, you know, some maybe some writing, maybe some email checking, maybe some gardening, you know, whatever – people have to do you know obviously swimming laps in the pool etc etc like patty smith waking up at seven o'clock that's really reasonable i agree considering how old she is yeah 
that's cool and like normal. It, you know what I mean? I was like her her whole thing was pretty normal to me in, in an approachable way. Where I think I, I really liked hers. I, I found it like I don't know. I hate using the word inspiring, but I found it kind of inspiring. I I like the idea of having like three hours that you devote to like reading, research, and writing, even if you don't necessarily like crank out thousands of words. Yeah, the pressure to crank out thousands of words, you know, something I don't succumb to either, uh, because I don't think it's possible right. um, for me. But writers love to talk about the pains of writing. That's one of the biggest Twitter tropes, you know. I sat mm-hmm. on the computer all day. I didn't get any words out. Uh, <laughs> you know, I get it, guys. I know it's a hard job. You're, you're, you're literally, you know, it, it's not manual labor. I can't feel that bad for you. Um, but, I mean, you're a writer, are you not? No. Yeah, but like a fake one. Like I'm, Got it. I'm, not, I'm not like working on a novel. You know what I mean? Are mm-hmm. you? Are do you have? I'm a glad that you were novel? talking about imposter syndrome earlier, Lane, because it sounds like we got one right here, don't we? <laughs> I just there's two things that I respect. Writing and photography are two things that I respect too much to ever. I can dabble for the rest of my life, but mm. I would never claim allegiance. It's not fair to the people that have dedicated their lives to it. You know? Yeah. Do you want to write a book? Um, you know, I actually, <laughs> I took this catapult class, um, catapult? last catapult is, um, both an independent publisher and then they also have all these writing classes. Um, online. well, they've always been a combination of in-person and online. And so I think they, they were ready for this pandemic, I guess, um, in the full switch to online, but I actually took an online class. Um, I think last fall, I mean, time is really weird right now, but it was called, 40,000 words in, what was it called? 40,000 words in, it wasn't four weeks, 40,000 words in 40 days. Um, that's what it was. And the idea was to like crank out a novel, um, for people who just didn't have a lot of time. Like the class met nine 30 to 11 on Tuesday nights, I think. Um, really Damn, that's late as fuck. You're getting out of class at 11 PM. Well, you're in the comfort of your living room. Okay. Fair. Okay. Good point. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I don't, I, I've always, um, I've always like dabbled in fiction outside of work, I guess. And so I was like, I, I want to do this and I want to try to crank out a novel. And I did. And then I did the, you know, like the, the drawer treatment, except I don't have any free drawers. So I put the manuscript <laughs> under my bed. Um, and I took it out a couple months later and I was like, this is so bad. Um, come so on. Bad. Was it actually that bad? Was it like you know, unreadable or you're just a little embarrassed? somewhere in between on that spectrum, I would say, I mean, I, I read, I can't remember if it was like a quote or a tweet or something, but someone probably tweeted about how you should never write creatively to process your own. Mm. I mean, trauma is too strong a word for what I was doing, but I was like, Oh, I was writing this to process kind of like my first year in New York and coming to New York and no one should ever have to read that. Um, so that's kind of where I landed <laughs> with was that it, first attempt. Was it cathartic to get it out though? Like, did you feel better just having done it like from an accomplishment standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to know, like I am capable of writing a short novel in a pretty short amount of time. I don't know. I'm impressed. So Jason put me on, to morning pages. Are you familiar with that practice? I'm not. Well, is it just writing pages in the morning? Well, you know, don't, yes. don't simplify that. Is it the artist's just, way? Yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. artist's way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am and I, I can't do that all the time, but I found it very helpful when I was, when I was going through something difficult. And, um, 
I wish I could do it all the time, but I just don't have the discipline for it. Mm. I just don't have the discipline. That Twitter for it. just starts calling. I mean, you really, <laughs> exactly. you really have to make sure that you don't look at your phone, your Instagram, your Twitter, any of that, mm. your emails, because as soon as you do that, as soon as it gets its claws into you in the morning, you're you're pretty helpless. Mm. So that that's, your, that's that's how I, I got to do it. Lane, what's your screen time looking like? Like how bad? How much are we on the phone? How much are we on the computer? Are you as bad as we are? How bad are you? Very bad. I'm, Numbers? I'm, I'm, I'm at around four hours a day. I'm looking at eight. <laughs> eight. Eight. <laughs> eight. <laughs> That's not including computer, but sometimes because I'm a real one, I'm doing both. I'm toggling, mm. you know, I'm toggling between uh, the, the MacBook Damn. Air. And, do you use and- the cloud to do that? No, I don't. No, I don't. But, <laughs> but are, into you, the cloud. are you a heavy phone user or are you able to disconnect? I feel like you're in the woods, so you might be able to disconnect. Right. I'm fluctuating wildly right now. Um, I had a screen time a couple weeks ago that I was just so proud of, which was 22 minutes a week. Um, what the but, fuck? <laughs> but I'm That's back crazy. to my like, well, I, I didn't have service for like... Okay, there Four we go. Thank you for, the, thank you for leveling up. You're like, actually, I didn't have the internet, so that my screen time was really down. Right. Well, <laughs> 22, I don't know. That's impressive. Anyways, That's very but impressive. But I'm, I'm back to like my usual two to four, I would say. Two to four is really good, though. That's that, very that's good. Like, that's as low as I could I could imagine. I, yeah. I don't, um, I don't. you know, I'm really anti-digital detox. Like, I just don't really know what I would do with myself, um, which is bad but honest yeah. uh do, now does your setting is your setting affecting your your like the the pull to be on the computer do you feel yourself like detaching naturally well you know i'm actually kind of on you know speaking of monday morning and routine i think i'm on kind of like the most aspirational schedule i've ever been on right now because i'm still on east coast time so i'm waking up at like between 5.15 and 6.30, and then my work day is from 7 to 3. And I'm very much just on my computer like normal um, Yeah. during the work day. But then it's, you know, kind of over around 3 or 4, so I am able to just... Start smoking weed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is cool. Uh, are, you, are, you a, are you a weed smoker yourself? Am I a weed smoker? Um, I mean, I feel like when you're out here from New York, you have to go to the dispensaries as like, you mm-hmm. know, cultural, anthropological. A rite of passage. Even just for something yeah. to do that afternoon. Exactly. exactly. Um, but I, I, got, I, I, I like um, like having half a gummy before I go to bed, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice wow. sleep aid. Very conservative of you. I appreciate that measured response. <laughs> Jason's out here. Jason's out here gone off the pre rolls. So yeah. he's he, he's not the guy to talk yeah, to. Even big ones. Even <laughs> big doinks. Um, where, where do you where do you? Go? You're both in L.A., right? I'm I am in L.A. Uh, We're both I L.A. Live, people. Yeah, I live in New York though. Uh, so I am also on. I am also living that East Coast um, time, West Coast life. Mm. I, I love I feel that it's making me feel like Katzenberg without the yeah, right? and, and <laughs> thankfully more hair. Uh, but, uh, but I, I just, yeah? I, 
Well, hey, look, it's shaved <laughs> by choice, okay? Also, I'm backlit. Don't judge me on backlit. That's not fair, okay? No, no, I appreciate you joining me for this uh, visual it's video FaceTime experience. Yeah, but I, I, I do think that the uh, the the time outside of the city, because were you there for most of the the pandemic? You know, actually, no. I was in my parents. I was at my parents' house uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for four and a half months from like March until the end of July. Oh. So I bet it was time to fucking go. <laughs> no shots, no shots, Mister and Miss. But I mean, that's a long. Time. Well, I mean, like I said, we planned this trip in May, so. Shit. Well, I think we need to talk about your first near, year in New York because it sounds like it was really something for you. So. I don't know if we do need to talk about <laughs> Did you come straight from Wisconsin or where'd you go to school? No, um, I went to Tufts. Um, so I was in Boston area for four years. and then- The trauma of living in Boston would... would- I would have to write a whole novel about that. Probably. <laughs> I liked Boston for college. Um, Boston trauma sounds like a, a medical TV show. It does. Well, Boston for college is the only reason anybody ever lives there. So mm-hmm. I guess you would like it because you're surrounded by your Unless you like beating up minorities. <laughs> That's another popular thing in Boston. But I feel like I feel like going to school there is good because everybody your age, everybody's in school at the same time, right? No, totally. Like my best friend from high school went to BC, so I would like go and watch football games and sports there and you know, that was you know, that wasn't really Tufts thing. Um Mm. Tufts is, and, and I don't mean to point fingers, but it's a little nerdy, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. No, no, known for known for like the international relations um, undergraduate degree in graduate school. So I think that's fair. That, I, yeah, I'm, okay. Well, thank you for involved with me on that. Uh, yes. are, are you and you came to New York to write, or did you have another career path? You know, I did come to New York to write. I think I, I'll again. I had an interesting start. Um, in in that career path, which was I had interned at Glamour the summer before um, when I was still a college student. And my like best mentor friend, Meredith from Glamour said, I'm leaving Glamour. I'm, I'm going to this new site. Um, it doesn't even have a name yet, but come with me, join for the summer, write about like politics and current events um, while you look for a job. Um, and that unnamed site was Bustle. Um, so that oh, was a big bustle digital group. Yeah, that was, I mean, but that's when they were in like their little Williamsburg townhouse. It was, I mean, it was such a roller coaster as sort of like a first fellowship. Do you have any Brian stories that you, you want to share on the pod? Um, Who's Brian, Chris, <laughs> for those of us who might not know? Brian is the eccentric proprietor of bustle digital group and bustle digital group has is basically buying buying websites and magazines right lane there's no other way to put it they bought right i mean they just bought w or like partially they they partnered with with sarah and a group Mm. sarah put together to buy w and create like a new media venture with that but but he owns zo report which is my favorite of the of the portfolio obviously yeah Um, i think nylon's my favorite of the portfolio do you think i can see i think nylon actually could come back yeah no i mean i say that because it was the magazine that i just loved so much um in high school in addition to jane and yeah, we're big so. we're big Corey Candy fans on this podcast as well. Mm. And, and Nylon, no one's putting Corey Candy on the cover except Nylon and his prime. Yeah. Maybe paper. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe paper. <laughs> so did you so you worked at Bustle Digital Group when it was what exactly? Like what were they doing? 
Well, I mean, it was, it was, um, it was just an interesting first experience because I, when I started, the site was in beta. No one was reading it. I would occasionally uh-huh. send articles I was proud of to my friends and family. And then, and then I can't remember what the exact order was, but then there was both that New York, that huge New Yorker story, um, by Lizzie Wiedekom. And then there was Brian's announcement of Bustle where he said, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of like, for the first time, women will be able to read about, you know, mascara and eyeliner next to, you know, great political coverage. And that really, you know, set the internet on fire that yeah, day. That's not, yeah, that's not the best. Yeah. So I went from like, it, it went from like total obscurity to just like, you know, it was the topic of the day a couple of times on Twitter and, you know. I was just kind of sitting there being like, I'm never going to break through in media. No one will take me seriously. Um, and then after that, I went to um, Chris Hughes's New Republic for a year as like a production assistant and office manager. So those were just interesting back-to-back experiences. Well, the New Republic is quite serious, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Yes. Speaking but- of quite serious, Lane, um, being uh, being a journalist now in in 2020, how does it feel to know that like people out there can contact you, send you emails, find out where you might live, you know, get your information if you've written something that might piss somebody off? Um, I mean, I get just such lovely reader emails. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think. I mean, I I, I know you, you you write all co- about kinds of subjects but what do you see the most um unfortunate feedback on i think just my monday morning subjects i it really annoys people sometimes when we choose to highlight certain people but um i also do genuinely get like actually lovely emails mm-hmm. from readers too but you know the ratio is i feel like it's it's a scary time honestly i have so many friends that got doxxed you know for like yeah I'm sure you saw the story about the the woman who wrote the pitch for Taylor Swift review, and she got doxxed for giving her an eight, which is <laughs> which is amazing. And like, it, it is funny, but like, it was like her parents' address and shit. Oh god, it is a little dark yeah. because if it, you know, I, I see no reason why it won't keep progressing to be more and more extreme, to where right. something worse than a dox would happen to somebody for just writing a an 8.0 review about an album. <laughs> just don't, if you don't do, don't do a Monday morning on Nicki Minaj and you should, right. be, you should be safe. I don't know if she was, now do you guys, you know, like Supreme, which I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, they always, they, they, they kind of do these photographs, put them on t-shirts of different people. And I know that they keep like a running list of, of like a, a working list that everybody adds to and takes away from. So like, that's why you're going to see, Cat Williams, Mob Deep, Lady Gaga, you know, it's a very, it's a wide range. Do you guys keep like a running list for the Monday morning or is it like whoever comes to you, whoever comes to your mind and you just work to get in touch with them? You know, it's such a mix. I come up with, with pitch lists. I get pitched people. Um, and then it can also just be like a really good offer if someone's being pitched to us in a general way where yeah. it's not necessarily a fit. So but have there, have, there, column. have there been any people that you really wanted to get on, but Wall Street Journal was like, no, bro, we can't do it. I mean, no. <laughs> it's just <laughs> They're pretty reasonable, I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't think you're – I would love for you to come with a left field, but I mean – Christine from Selling Sunset has said yes or she said no, or where do we stand on that? <laughs> I've got to watch that show. I haven't seen it. What do you mean you haven't seen it? 
I, I mean, I, one thing I really dropped off on during this trip is I'm just not watching TV or movies right now. Um, Got to come back not to that. I mean, not even from the Criterion Collection? <laughs> you know, I am a member. I, I'm excited about my membership, but oh, no, God. not even from the Criterion Collection. I, I Look, Selling Sunset is absolutely garbage, um, but that's what makes it so special. But I don't know why exactly. Well, I mean, you're talking to like a major Love Island fan, so I don't, I don't need the highbrow. Like, I have to say, Love Island's surprising from you. I was not expecting that. Why? I don't know. You just don't. You you seem like smarter a person than that. smarter than that. Exactly. Yes. That, <laughs> let me. I could have. I could have beat her on the bush, but you seem a little like we seem dumb. So when we tell you what we like, it's not surprising to you. Um, but I love reality TV, and I grew up with it. But Whoa. Love Island. What is so? Why is Love Island so fascinating? Are you a, an Anglophile as well? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, I well. <laughs> we all like to we all like to laugh and make fun of different people of all different types and you know love island really hits for a lot of people i know no i get i i um really really got into i think it was season five was just an amazing mix of personalities um and i still follow i love following um the couple molly may and tommy from that season because they're just I, I could really go down a rabbit hole. There here, you are, I there are Spencer I and Heidi. Yeah, I want to hear more. What you, What do you mean? Follow them, like on social media? On social media and their relationship, and I mean, they. <laughs> I tried to when I was home in Wisconsin. I tried to show my family this YouTube video because I thought it was just like funny and dark. But they um, they adopted this dog from russia and the dog ended up dying within days and their fans were so mad at them i think for or i don't know if it was their fans or like animal rights people for adopting a specialized kind of dog from russia instead of you know getting a shelter dog and then the dog died i mean it was you know it was one of those like now classic (laughs) um youtube social media pile-ons and they this couple has a popular YouTube channel as well as Instagram. Is what you're saying. I think they've done really well with their Love Island fame, from what I can tell. <laughs> you know, I think from a career standpoint, they've done a great job, really. You know? Absolutely. Um, no, but I mean, just talking about the show generally, I think that I like it because, I mean, I've never gotten into The Bachelor because the concept, and, and I'm sure I would if I watched it now, but the concept of like 20 plus women or men vying for one person doesn't seem realistic to me not that love island necessarily seems realistic to me but i (laughs) I like (laughs) i like that it's people pairing up and sort of like choosing each like each other and yeah no it does feel i agree that it feels more natural than than the bachelor but the bachelor i i lost interest in stuff like that too i can't really watch that anymore right it's, it's just kind of boring um but you know 20 people vying for someone's love is that was something that was more realistic of Jason in the 20s um so he can he can relate a little more than we can maybe no uh, no 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 they vie for me baby <laughs> they vie for me but I, I think i feel like the bachelor is is losing steam i i feel like it's it's not is i feel like bachelor nation is waning and there's other things mm. want to be why there's too much reality tv you know there, there is TV. but did you grow up did you watch the real world and stuff like that growing up you know, I actually grew up without cable, so TV has been kind of a whole new world to me Hold since on. college. You- Did you grow up without cable for a cool reason or a not-so-cool reason? Um, You know, just not wanting to watch 
too much TV and commercials, I think, was my parents thinking, but it wasn't. So it is a cool reason. Are your parents like Bernie, like college educators, maybe? Are they what? Are they like Bernie supporting maybe like professors? No. (laughs) They're not. Okay. I I was just a guess. I was just a guess. I don't know. My parents didn't sit me in front of the TV, but we were allowed to watch it. Like, mm. you know what I mean? It wasn't like a babysitter, which I think some right. people were in that era. No, and I mean, we definitely watched movies and whatnot growing up, but we were never big TV family. So you didn't get TV to what? You were like in college? Like really? like? Well, I actually, I sort of discovered um, like TV streaming on my laptop in high school. And I would just sit in the basement when I was ostensibly doing homework watching like heroes and lost and those were my introductions what an era era of tv i totally forgot about lost i didn't watch did you watch that jason negative same bro i did not watch that but that was a hit who was on heroes oh was 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 milo and and hayden pantier exactly Shit! What a whoa! Speaking of TV back then, Lane, your your name kind of reminds me of like a Mad Men character. Could you walk? Well, there was one named Lane. There was, yeah, but not the same last name. But I mean, your you haven't you. I wouldn't say a peculiar name, but it's a little. It's intriguing me. Do you have any uh, information on it? Sure. Um, My parents' names are Jennifer and Tom, and they bought a big book of unique baby names, and Mm. that's how they found my name. My brother's name is Forrest, uh, with two R's. Uh, That's crazy. He was born um, like before Forrest Gump came out, but shortly before, so everyone sort of thought he was named after Forrest Gump, which is not the case. Um, And then my Mm. sister's name is Grace, so... You know, slightly less unique, but that's it's a cool name. I, I don't know if I know any female uh, female lanes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Actually, no. Now that you say that, so Lane, do you do you have a personal fascination with routines yourself, or is it something that you just kind of fell into when you were writing these stories? Um, I, I would say I, I more fell into it. I've I've always enjoyed reading other routine columns. I think they can be you know, kind of weirdly fascinating. And I also think, I don't definitely, I would not want to say like, we got lucky with the pandemic, but I think a Monday morning routine column was always something that was well designed for journal readers. I mean, I, you know, I work at the magazine, but all of our stuff is on the Wall Street Journal's website. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that always made sense. But I think that just with the pandemic happening and everyone's routine shifting so much, I think maybe people have been a bit more real, a bit more vulnerable in the column. And I think, I don't know, it's just, it's more... And maybe a bit more interested in even writing, agreeing to do it in the first place, perhaps. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Are you doing it via FaceTime? Are you doing it on the phone? Were you doing it in person pre-COVID? Um, I did one or two in person pre-COVID. I would say they're like 98% just phone interviews. Graydon Carter wanted to do a Zoom, um, so that was lovely. How did his hair look? So good. God, my kid. Very puppy, yeah. yeah. yeah did our, you, who, did you do, who did you do in person? Did he talk about being on the Epstein flights at all during that? <laughs> he, 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was that was one of the first things we talked about. Um, Monday morning, you get on Epstein's plane. What's Where do we go from there? My Lolita routine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who did you see in person? Who did you do it with in person? Um, I interviewed Elise from Goop in person. Former guest of this podcast. Oh no way! Yes, friend of the show. Believe it or yeah. not. No, she's lovely. Um, I'm trying to think. That might have actually been the only in-person one. We only it launched in January, so we only got six or something. Oh, you know what? Tina Knowles Larson was also in person. Damn, you met Miss Tina? I did. I did. Shit, that's big. Where were you? We were at um oh man, I'm completely blanking on the real official name of this conference, but we were at uh maybe it was a slow factory sustainability and fashion conference. So that's where. Oh, so you didn't get to go to the crib or anything in Houston? Okay, I didn't. No, know. no, no. I was, I was thinking maybe. You know. No, they didn't. They didn't fly me down. Um, they didn't fly me down for our conferences column. <laughs> I think conferences are. I think conferences. We saw the boom. Now I don't know if it'll ever come back. I think it absolutely will. I think conferences were just getting started. Really? Yeah. People love people who aren't cool or have or who don't have access to things. There, they will happily pay money to have that. I've, I don't think I've ever actually been to one, though, now that I think about it. Well, you're going to have to go to ComplexCon virtually this year. That's that's going to change the experience. It's an open I, did, I, I, I take that back. I went to the Goop conference. I went to GoopCon. Oh, in Goop Health? I went to in Goop Health, <laughs> in Goop Health and I wrote Wait, about it. Wait, that's what it was called? Yeah, and it was yeah. Oh, baby. honestly, no, no exaggeration. It was incredible. <laughs> it was so fun. And I I what, did you, what did you do? Well... I've talked about this a lot, but there's three main categories. Um, I saw Gwyneth Paltrow, um, mm-hmm. my queen, IRL, and she looked incredible. When you said saw, does that just mean like from across the room? Um, she addressed the attendees, and I was <laughs> – I'm not exaggerating where I think my friend and I were the only straight males there. So I think we did stand out in a way that was maybe negative. You know, I don't know. In a way that made you think that you might have a chance with Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> I mean, I'm never going to say I don't have a chance with her. That's you know what I mean? But, but yeah, you have to keep a positive attitude. But was this 2019? No, this was 2018. I think my my friend um, made vegan ice cream for her for the mm. for the conference. So he got us passes, and then I was like, "Let me write about it." And then I got a B12 shot in my ass in the mm. middle. You have to pull your pants down in the middle of the thing, um, like a Barney's warehouse sale. Exactly. Like a, exactly. It was yeah. I was trying on some comb de garçon pants at the Barney's warehouse sale. And There's no time for a room. I got a facial massage, which mm. I don't know if you've done that before, but highly recommended. It was incredible. Have you done that? That sounds before? nice. No. I've I don't only think had that so. on ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Asking your friend to do it with water doesn't count. It hits, but basically, man. I guess they opened a bunch of them now, but it's called Face Gym. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a horrible face name. gym. It sounds really scary. I don't look. I'm. It sounds I like a sex move. I guess it you guys are more like into gyms than I. I go on. Sorry. <laughs> thank, I, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. Um, it was really fun, and I think that it, it was on a, her power over those women was insane to watch. Right. It was truly cult like shit. Well, I, I went the following year and, and also wrote about it. And that is kind of the conclusion that I came to. Like the price that you pay for that conference is like to have sort of access to Gwyneth, who is just like walking around and getting her ear pierced with Apple. And 
you know, she's there. She's hanging. There's two people that I've seen in my life that really were like, wow, I can't, but like, truly that celebrity glow that you hear about that Mm. is like so mythical. See, I think so many of them have it. Go on. Who are your two? Paris Hilton in 2007. It was incredible. I've never Mm. seen anything like it. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Blonde queens. And actually, you know what? We did TRL. I used to manage a band and we did TRL. And um, what's her name? Ryan Gosling's wife. Oh, Eva? Eva Mendez was incredible. She looked insane. It was (laughs) incredible. Like, it was incredible. And she spoke to us too, which I think went Chris, any dudes in this list? Or is it all all just blonde women? Eva Mendez isn't blonde, first of all. Okay. Um, okay, sorry. And to no, men don't men don't glow. Maybe maybe Brad Pitt does. I've never met Brad Pitt. Men glow. Men be glowing. One time I saw Prince at Soho House. Oh, baby. <laughs> that may I mean, I, I who is who are your Rest top celebrity glowers, Lane, if you're gonna question mine. No, I just mean I, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> celebrity most celebrities glowers. I think I think I think You like celebs many... name five that glow. <laughs> oh, you! Oh, you really like celebs? I'm gonna use name five that really glow. <laughs> I mean, I think most of them have like some sort of like maybe not literally glowing, but I think many of the ones that I have met have just sort of this presence that is different yeah. from us mortals. You know, I think that's called I'm, arrogance. Yeah, yeah, and I fucking love it. Call it what you want. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I also think there's something to be said, like you know when. I met disgraced former president Bill Clinton <laughs> um, with Jason, actually. And there's an incredible, iconic photo of me with Bill Clinton outside of ABCV. But mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, that you motherfucker looked like a corpse, but he was yeah. so, he was he very. He was a swaggy corpse. Swaggy corpse, exactly. He was very, his, his, the persona was bigger than his, his aging body. Yeah. Um, and I do think that that is something you have to cultivate. But also, I think celebrities. <laughs> And you probably know this from interviewing them. They they know what they're doing. They have they know the power they wield, right? And they know, you know how to use it or abuse it. Unfortunately, right. well, but they want you to feel. You know, if they want to charm you. In most cases, I feel like they can. Totally. Yeah, charm and the that, pants right off of you. And yeah, it, no. <laughs> I think I think my favorite celebrity sighting so not you know kind of in that old older men category uh maybe of all time was sir anthony hopkins i'm such a fan what? Oh, that's a good one that's very yeah. where were you um i <laughs> i was on my way to meet, meet my parents at uh the crosby street hotel like whatever that restaurant lounge yeah. kind of is and my mom was like hurry up Sir Anthony is here. <laughs> well, that hotel is that hotel is very popular with British celebrities. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I used to hang out there sometimes. It's a black a tip. Lot. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Chris Black Soho tip. Um, <laughs> that's that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But that's that's a pretty good one. Lane, um, you were you were talking about your very small screen time. What? Um, you know, I, I like to stare at the screen usually, you know, with, with anxiety or procrastination or whatever. Do you, uh, do you find yourself having new solutions for, for when you're anxious out there in the woods? You know, I, I have been so much less anxious out here in the woods. I think that, I think that, um, how long did it take? The wood. 
to kind of shake it was pretty instantaneous i mean i think there's science behind it i actually i wrote an article about forest bathing earlier this year and i think there is something about hold on hold on on. forest bathing can you define the term forest bathing um it really just means like getting into nature i mean at various levels i mean there are there's no there's no water or actual like tubs involved (laughs) In right, first right, right, right. Um, I mean, I think sometimes, I think sometimes for the more serious, it can involve sort of um, like gravitating towards a specific tree and kind of like forming a bond with that tree. Mm. Um, Damn. Yeah. But I think That's in a more up. casual, in a more casual sense, it can mean just being in nature and nature yeah. walks, um, et cetera. But I think there's some, I mean, I, I, do not want to make any scientific claims, but I think there is science. Um, <laughs> I want you to I speculate worry, heavily, please. I think yeah. there have been studies that show that just being around trees, like, and the chemicals that they emit um, mm-hmm. does have a calming effect. And I have definitely 100% experienced that. So you have been taking mushrooms is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <so. laughs> Are you doing any earthing out there? The, the practice of, of walking around nature without shoes on? No. Maybe no. you should, maybe you should give yeah. that a shot. That's the have, next, have you the done next that? step on your, on your journey. I don't really know. Not, not a little bit, but I, the, people have some similar studies about the science behind walking around on dirt, grass, you know, just mother nature, un, untouched, unpaved with bare feet. And then that like chemical connection between, mm. between the planet and your body. Jason. That, that appeals less to me, but I can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, Jason, did you take ayahuasca this no, morning? No, I mean, this is the thing, this is the thing that a lot, of, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I, I do it or practice or believe in it. It's just a, it's, it's grown in popularity, but I mean, you've, you've experienced just walking barefoot on a, you know, on, on the, on fresh cut grass on a dewy morning, mm. you know, there's, mm. there's some, there's some magic there. That does bring me back to my youth. Actually, anytime I'm, I'm exercising outdoors and I smell fresh cut grass, I revert to being a chubby seventh grader forced to play football <laughs> and go down a deep, deep spiral. And I can really <laughs> mentally like lift myself out of that, that dark hole. Um, okay. And it happens in L.A. a lot more often than it happens in New York. We don't get a lot of fresh-cut mm-hmm. grass in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a – the Gap made a grass cologne mm. uh, that was really exceptional. I don't and know if I remember that. It Same. Was, it was really popular. Um, I, I think somebody could bring that back. It's we a, could it's check scent, eBay for it. It's a scent that I feel like situates a lot of people is what I'm saying. You know, mm. Are you cooking a lot? On this trip? Walk us yeah. through that breakfast routine, honey. What's going on? <laughs> you know, so I one of the things that I took with me from my time in Wisconsin is that my, my brother is actually a chef um, in L.A. Yeah, professional. Yeah, he's he's um, been a sous chef at Son of a Gun, uh, that John and Vinny's restaurant. Oh, we're, uh, from, we're familiar with the John and Vinny's family of restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I got some good tips from both him and my, my basically my whole family – except maybe my dad and me are very good at cooking. So I've gotten some tips, like just how to make really good, just the basics though. It's like, I'm a sort of like cheesy egg person. I got a You're, good tip from I'm my I'm sorry, did you say I'm a, a cheesy egg person? I, 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 I make a really good um, scrambled cheesy egg at this point. Listen, you guys should not interview no, I'm me not, about I'm not food hating. or I, cooking. I'm not it's hating. Not, I'm, it's a I blind love, spot. I just I wanted a, a confirmation on what you had said because it was yeah. a cool sentence, that's all. I love this Wisconsin cheese energy, though. Coming oh, out. I yeah. forgot. Yeah, what, can you tell us about brick cheese? 
I have never heard of brick cheese. It's a type of cheese that is it is native to the Wisconsin area. It's it's popular on the Detroit style pizza, but it's not really uh, available on in America other than in Wisconsin. Damn, I didn't know that. That's really exclusive. So what cheesy eggs you mean just scrambled with some cheese? What kind of cheese? <laughs> that's that's literally what I mean. I mean, my sister does um, a preparation that she says she got from Emerald, and so I, I've stolen that from Damn. her. See if I got this shit from um, Emerald. Link, yeah. can you walk me through your emotional relationship with cheese as a cheese, <laughs> as a Wisconsin cheese head? You know, this is not something I've ever had to think about before. Mm -hmm. That's what we do on this podcast. We chat. Nobody said this podcast was going to be easy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my relationship with cheese is I try to avoid it at all costs. Mm. But it's so Yeah, no, I mean, I have been listening to so many of your guys' podcasts, and you have some really interesting um, food (laughs) relationships. (laughs) Are you trying to say that Jason and I are pro Anna and or have body dysmorphia <laughs> I, don't well, let, I mean, don't I, let me into your disorders Chris I, <laughs> I the, the internet knows that I stay eating good and you <laughs> you you run away from flavor unfortunately I, I what weight Lane please tell I us need to see a found. cardiologist and you need to see a, a psychologist as it what pertains to tell, food tell us, tell us what you've gathered in listening to a few episodes of this podcast I mean there is like the riveting bagel <laughs> cream cheese discourse oh speaking of that's what I ate for breakfast this morning a terrible bagel and cream cheese today scarfed it down I've been doing that on this trip as well. Hell That's yeah. another one of my specialties. Absolutely. Wow, I'm surrounded by psychos. And doesn't it feel go. good to know that you can eat a bagel and then also not turn obese? It's something that can happen, Chris. <laughs> Look, I know, but what I'm saying to you guys is it's a, it's a, I like stuff too much. That's It's called addiction, and I suffer from it. <laughs> so I, so right. much like... My beloved Oxycontin, if I start eating bagels all the time, then I'm going right. to eat bagels all the time. And if you eat them all the time, then it becomes a problem. Right. Like anything else. No, I mean, Chris, I'm completely in that camp right now. I've been, I am like, I'm treating my body like whatever the opposite of a temple is. Like, I've been eating Pop Tarts on this trip. It's like, what? it's, yeah. I mean, listen, well, you're you on always vacation. have access to food prep. So sometimes you just want to like reach for a snack and. No, exactly. Like there's always a, there's always a bottle of water handy. You know what I mean? You just got to fill up on that. Wow, grid. that's no. so dark. Lane, <laughs> <laughs> would you consider this journey that you're on to be a vacation or just like a an altering of your life? I mean, I feel like I'm one of those like millennial nomads this month. You know, I just mm. those people who travel all the time and get their work done. And I mean, it's definitely not a lifestyle. I, I'm excited to go back uh, mm-hmm. to New York in early September yeah, um, and be settled again. But what do you think though? Do you think, what do you think is going to happen in New York? I have my own theories, but how long have you lived there? Seven. I moved there in 2013. Okay. So, so. you've been there and what neighborhood do you live in? I've been in the West village for six years or something. Wow. Thank God. I am so pleased with that answer. <laughs> if you would have said cobble Hill, I would have hung up the phone. Um, <laughs> So, so what do you think is going to happen? What do you think it's going to take a couple years to recover and then it still won't be the same? Or do you think it's going to be a shell for the foreseeable future? You know, I, I really don't have any predictions. I, I, I feel committed to New York 
and I'm sort of ex- <laughs> so you can, yeah, you can that, hear the confidence in your voice. <laughs> yeah, you, sound, you sound very sure of yourself. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just more thinking about the next thing that I'm going to say. Um, mm. I think I I'm I'm excited to see what New York will do in the wake of this. I mean, in were you guys inspired I by Jerry hopeful. Seinfeld's article about it, New York? I love when rich people write articles. Like that. <laughs> it's amazing. He, has, he literally has a building for his cars. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you can't, like, of course you're fine. I, I mean, right. I, I think a lot of people I'm talking to are telling me it's they're having the time of their lives. And it's right. the they've ever had in New York. I but, mean, that's what I'm getting from social media, et cetera. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it's difficult to be there right now. I don't, th- I don't think it is, but I do Even think Even if that- you are poor? Well, that's a different story. <laughs> it's always been difficult to be there if you're poor. Yeah. But I do think that I, I don't, I just feel like for me, LA, the space right now is so nice for me. And I think that like, if I couldn't exercise outside the way I could, he, I, I just don't think it would feel the same for me with all the rules and restrictions, mm. but I don't know. Are you, are you permanently moving to LA? Is that? No, no, no. I'm just here. And like, there's no reason to go back. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's not that compelling of an argument. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't really love to dine al fresco, uh, which seems to be the main appeal of, of the return. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but you're definitely going back after this trip. Yes. I, I still have to buy my flight, but yes. Oh, so there's still time. I see what you're doing here. You're giving yourself <laughs> a window. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've never done anything like this. Just, you know, sort of be on the road and be in a new place for over you know many weeks um and it's great so where, where what's next after oregon um we're going to crater lake for the weekend um I'm sorry what where's crater lake oh i thought you said critter also, lake never mind <laughs> it's, also in oregon. <laughs> it's in oregon so are you coming to california or are you stopping in oregon our last stop is we're going to go to tahoe for labor day weekend damn this is turned up yeah, hell yeah. Pull out the speedboat, baby. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like this sounds pretty good. So Tahoe is the is the topper of the trip. It's the end. It is. I mean, Montana's been my absolute favorite so far, but the whole thing's been Friend of the show, a friend of ours, David Cho, just went to Montana for his birthday today. He was flying to Bozeman direct. Oh, no way. Currently so glamping. The, glamping. What's the vibe in Montana? Just big sky country? I mean, that, what I liked about it so much is that, so we, we emerged from Yellowstone. We did a hike in Big Sky. Big Sky is just so beautiful to drive through. Um, we stopped in Bozeman to just sort of like walk around a bit. And that's a neat city. Kind of has like upstate New York energy yeah. maybe. Um, and then we stayed in this crazy earth home in Livingston, Montana for the week. Um, it was, was that you know, like Earth it, Cafe? <laughs> yeah. So what kind of chai latte do they have there? So you need, you what is an earth home? Sorry. It is, it is a, it, it's a home that's built into the side of the earth and uses some solar energy. Mm. Um, and just, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very horizontal space. Mm. Um, okay. yeah, with nice mountain views. Um, and then after Livingston, we were in, uh, Glacier National Park for the weekend. So I just, I, I feel like I saw a lot of different, Oh, and we drove through Missoula, which maybe not the highlight, but um, but we just saw a lot of <laughs> Missoula is trash. We all know that pockets. When, when Lane is when Lane Montana. is talking about her day, yeah, I did this podcast, not the highlight, 
Um, <laughs> the, what what kind of what kind of footwear are you wearing? <laughs> That's Do you want to we... see? Well, oh, actually, no, I'm not wearing. I, I, I have two pairs of Birkenstocks, and I thought I was wearing my yellow ones, which are more exciting. So I was going to offer to flip the camera, but I'm just wearing my fuzzy black ones right now. Um, yeah, Birkenstocks, running shoes. My hiking boots are in New York, so those did not. You come didn't with. bring hiking boots on a trip that's all nature. I found sneakers to be sufficient. Damn! Wow. Okay. Big, your ankles I mean, we are not, we are not doing human. We did a six hour hike or not six hours, six mile hike oh, yeah, last weekend. Yeah, you guys are doing light shit. Okay, yeah. 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 And that like was 20 mile. No shade. No, no, no. No shade. No shade. Like I said, wilderness leader for city dwellers. I'm not, I'm not aiming. When, when did above city my... slicker turn into city dweller? That's my question. Well, it's, it's our woke society. Slicker is probably, you know, mm. derogatory in some way. Dwellers, very literal. It is. I, I miss Slicker. That's all I'm saying. I before we go, I also want to discuss the story you wrote about the the new air conditioning units. <laughs> I as a as a longtime New Yorker, this is something I've thought about many times mm. about how ugly and loud they are. So Patty Smith, Schmatty Smith. Let's yeah, talk we, about we yeah. window air conditioning units, baby. It's honestly so interesting. Which which one of the ones that you discovered in your deep research do you think will succeed the most? Hmm. Great question. I mean, <laughs> what is the Dyson suck of, of uh, air conditioning do not, do window units? Talk down to me on my own podcast. Which one do you like the most? <laughs> um, I mean, I think that in terms of like the the consumer that I normally write for, probably that July window yeah, same, AC. Same. I mean, I, I I'm blanking on the other company's name, but July it was just cha cha matcha window units. One hundred percent. It does, but it's pretty reasonably priced. I feel like I'm, I'm going to buy one ASAP. I don't need it right now, obviously, but I'm going to buy one as soon as I as soon as I need one. You I don't just, have central air at, at home, Chris. You wish. Elaine does, so doesn't she? No, I am a window AC unit person. Central air is truly the luxury that I I desire the most. Mm. It just doesn't really happen in New York too much, though. Even even for a bomb ass place, you got maybe for Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Jerry's <laughs> cars are air conditioned. Uh, no, it happens if you live in like a corny new building with like mm. an area to hang out with your neighbors. You know what I mean? Mm. But you know, I'm not gonna live in Williamsburg, so I'm good. Yeah, Chris doesn't do common common spaces. I hate common spaces. Mm. Um, and COVID is good. It's a good quality to have. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Jason. True Lane, that. thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you for having Lane, me. Lane, did you have any questions for us? I'm sorry, <laughs> we, we, we forgot. Um, thinking. I mean, I, I'd be interested to hear your guys' vitamin routines. What one question that we mm, okay. our our, mm. our test for my Monday morning subjects? We actually we call it the vitamin test, and it's like, do I want to know what vitamins this person takes? That's, it's a pretty oh, good test. Do the yeah. test the vitamin test. Our editor and chief Christina O'Neill came up with that. Um, but so did, I'd love did, to hear your guys' that's a good vitamin criteria, routines. Actually. Yeah. Um, I take uh, a probiotic. Um, mm. green tea, uh, a, the new company makes this skin filter, uh, that's mm. got some retinol in it that I take. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I think that's, it's pretty minimal. Chris, actually. we that didn't might, say drop the skincare routine. That's part of, <laughs> <laughs> that's part of, I'm sorry. That's part of my vitamin routine. 
Um, and then, of course, the lip, lipospheric, like the vitamin C gel that all celebrities take. Mm, um, of course. And <laughs> I, I've been using a ladder pre-workout, uh, you know, before I get out there and tackle my, my exercise for the day. Um, this guy I, went sober and started popping even more pillies. I'm popping pillies. What about you, TJ? I keep it simple with uh, wellness formula. Oh, yeah, I take that too. I wellness that formula too. pretty much handles everything. I, I take one a day just for maintenance. And if I feel a little sniffle coming along or if I smoked way too much weed the night before, etc., then I might double up or even triple up. But I haven't, I mean, during COVID, I have not been sick one single time, which is off brand for me. Knock on wood. I'm literally knocking on wood for you. Thank you so There's much. There's so much wood where you are. But too. I also, and, and then I take uh, just regular vitamin C. I double up, maybe even triple up Joe Rogan style sometimes just to Ooh. really <laughs> smash that immunity um, into the dirt. And then um, that's maybe some CBD depending on what, <laughs> what came into the mail. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm on Never CBD. Never heard anyone call CBD a vitamin, but... Yeah, Jason. Oh, some Jason people don't think, revisionist history. Some people don't think marijuana is a vitamin, bro. But <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, uh, well, CBD would be, I, I, I guess, a supplement, perhaps, not a vitamin. Mm, yes, that's but, true. I, I, I find that green tea. A bunch of real runners told me that green tea supplements really helped with um, endurance. With dis- yeah, with endurance. So I started taking those. So after that, you are no longer a one-minute man is what you're saying. Exactly. CB yeah, going can, rounds. CB going rounds. I can do a four-and-a-half-minute mile now. It's crazy. I only, I only had to take three green tea pills. Um, <laughs> damn, I've never – Impressive. I, I try. I try. Um, what vitamins do you take? I don't take any vitamins. Hell yeah. What? Listen, I am not an aspirational person. <laughs> <laughs> No, wow. I mean, I think a lot of people like, would aspire I, I to not take column. vitamins. Yeah. Do you like wash your face with soap and shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I use like moisture towelettes for face washing, especially on the road. But you're not, so you don't have your Aribe conditioner and shampoo in like little bottles. You're just like. Oh, I actually, I do actually have like a full suite of toiletries that I keep in a box. Damn, on she says sweet. Is- she, she got a sweet. Not a tray, not a bag. A it's a box. It's a box, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. All right. Well, now that you've just really had us reveal all our secrets to our own listeners, um, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And so they can find you by going to thewallstreetjournal.com and searching your name. Um, yeah. Tell, tell them where to find you on Twitter and Instagram. And again, do Thanks. hit me with that login when you have a chance, please. Yeah, Jason needs a login. He could, I just send him PDFs of your stories before, oh this, my God. before the show. So break him off. He's broke. It's, Yo, it's we CD don't pay, dog. Stop. We ain't paying. I'm Lane Flourish. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Great. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Have fun on your journey across this great country. Yeah. Um, and we'll look for more routines from you every Monday. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of Thanks, Bye. Bye.